Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. And welcome to another edition of the Disney Radio Show live on Orlando Sky Radio. Thank you once again for joining us. And uh, well, we're a bit of a depleted team this week. I'll explain a little bit more as to uh, all about that in a second. But joining me as always, one of the stalwarts these days of the Disney Radio Show, it is Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm a bit like a bad smell. I just won't go away. It's very true. We have tried Febreze the lot, but we just can't <laughs> seem to get rid of him. Um, yeah, so we are a bit depleted. Um, Joseph isn't around this evening. Uh, if you are listening to this show now on Lando Sky Radio at normal time, we aren't actually live as much as I said we are. We're actually pre-recording because we're all very busy people next week and we want to make sure you've got a show. So we're going to pre-record it this week. You'll be listening to it either live on Lando Sky Radio or you've um, down... I can't say Sky tonight. What is wrong with me? Sky. Sky. Um, or you'll be listening to it via the uh, download on iTunes or via the Disney Brit website. But uh, all of those things, lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you once again for joining us. And um, we've got no Juz, as I said, he's very, very busy. We've got no Kez, because we do have some sad news, and that is um, um, Kez is stepping down from Disney Brit, certainly for the time being. And uh, we're going to sort of re-evaluate evaluate that in a few months' time and, and see how she is and all that sort of stuff. But for the moment, it's just the boys back again. So uh, all the girls have, have disappeared and vacated, and it's a boys' bachelor pad once it's, again. It's a bit of bad timing, really, because it's coming up with Valentine's Day. A bit of female That's true. Ins- insight there would be fantastic. Yeah, and we've got no female insight. Therefore, we're not going to do anything Valentine's-related, because, you know, it's, to be honest, all just a bit of hype. Um, true. Which I'm now going to get... Probably loads of messages saying, what do you think? What are you saying? What are you saying? This is true. I'd, I'd, I'd be really intrigued. This is not Disney related at all. But I'm intrigued to know what happens in everybody else's house. Flowers for Valentine's. Alan, what do you do? Um, well, actually, th- this year what I'm doing, doing something a bit special. Yeah. I've um, been on this website that I go to, which I buy out-of-date stuff. Yeah. And I've bought some out-of-date Thornton's chocolates coming, hopefully, nice. for Valentine's. That's what I like. Now, you see, we have this deal in our house, and this has gone on forever and ever. Um that I always buy my wife flowers on the 15th of February. It's the day after Valentine's Day because they've reduced all the Valentine's flowers so she can get twice as much for the same price. And it's something we have always done ever since... Well, I don't know how many, how many years ago it is. Ever since you told her that's what's going to happen. Yeah, no, no, she's absolutely happy with it. She gets double the amount of flowers for half the price, and so she's quite happy with that. So mm-hmm. some people have said, brilliant idea if you both like it. Some people have said, that's disgusting, how dare you? Um, to, to be fair, I totally agree. It, 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 everything just becomes overpriced. Yeah. Um, you struggle to get a table in a restaurant. And at the end of the day, if you're celebrating your love for your partner, you can do that any time of the year. That's right. You can do it any time of the year. So we're celebrating Valentine's with some uh, flowers the next day, a card, and a, a meal for two for £10 <laughs> from Marks and Spencer's. Look, we are really living the life. Uh, 
<laughs> we're celebrating it by doing it the day late. Yeah, by doing it, we are actually doing it all a day late. No, we're not really we're doing it on Valentine's Day. Um, we've got loads of stuff to talk to you about and to go through. We've got loads of Disney Brit. Uh, we've got loads of news and rumours. We've got. Uh, I want to talk about Wreck It Ralph in a moment because I know if you're listening in the US, you're probably thinking, "Well, it's been out ages. Why are they talking about Wreck It Ralph?" It's only just come out in the UK last week. Literally Friday last week, it came out in the UK for the first time. And also, we've got a Red Box conversation we want to talk about. And if we've got time. Possibly. Um, we're going to have a look at the unwritten rules of visiting a Disney park. They're sort of the rules that everybody knows, but yet nobody kind of says, but you're supposed to kind of follow them. And then... Mm. Go on. I'm going to say I'm totally lost on this one, but hopefully you'll, you'll guide me in there if we get there. I've got a list of sort of unwritten rules for, for visiting Disney parks. They're not official rules, but the sort of things that people know that they're kind of supposed to to follow I suppose if that makes any sort of sense is it the introduction to the new Adam Goodger book of unwritten rules about Disney (laughs) written down (laughs) no it's got absolutely nothing to do with that whatsoever I promise you Uh, it it really hasn't Uh, but I suppose we better talk about Wreck-It Ralph because uh, as I say it's just come out in the UK um, and you've not seen it at all no I have not seen it at all Um, I was quite excited the fact that it has been I think it's launched this weekend doesn't it it is it launched on, on the Friday Um. So I put out on the Facebook page, you know, is anyone going to see it? And it seems that everyone's already seen it. Yeah, everyone of the news seems to have seen it. I was very, very lucky in the fact that Disney uh, invited me to go and see it in um, in London when it opened, when it came out. Uh, a good few months ago now, I want to say sort of November time, I think it was, that that happened. Uh, and it was absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed it a huge amount. Uh, and I suppose I just kind of wanted to talk to everybody a little bit about what we we, we kind of put a, a post up on uh, Disney Brits. Oh, when was that? When did you put that up? Thursday, Thursday, Friday, asking yeah. people about uh, what they thought of it. And uh, we got loads of comments from everybody. So uh, let's play some music from the film itself. Hang on, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Here we go. Oh, no, it's not. It's Spanish. Is it the introductions? <laughs> ba, 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 ba. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going for uh, any sort of um, Pearl and of, Dean, uh, Pearl and Dean adverts or anything like that. I've got, I've got the music here from uh, from Sugar Rush. Hang on, let me play this. Here it comes. Here it comes right now. Some of the music from Wreck-It Ralph. Um, Quite so catchy, isn't it? It is very catchy. So uh, those of you who haven't seen it, let's explain a little bit about what Wreck-It Ralph is about. Um, it's all to do with arcade games and sort of arcade games from the 80s and that sort of stuff. There was a, In it, there's a character called Wreck-It Ralph who, um, who is the bad guy of his particular game, I suppose. And Fix-It Felix is the good guy. And uh, he's not happy about the fact that he's just this bad guy all the time. And he decides to leave the game and go in search of a new game that he can be part of, etc. And uh, off he goes to go and experience his, uh, his new home. And um, I love this. Isn't it brilliant? I'm going to turn it on. There you go. Brilliant. I'm, I'm, um, I'm loving it as well. Go- oh, I'm thinking, why are you talking? Why, why are you just listening to music instead? <laughs> so we might play it in a minute. Should we, should we play it in a second? We'll play it in a second. There's a bit of a, a break. Um... 
basically goes off in search of another game and he uh, means his game gets out of order and all that sort of stuff that goes on and uh, he meets uh, Vanellope Von Schweetz who is one of the characters from uh, Sugar Rush which is the music play now which is a racing game and we learn all about the good guys bad guys about Ralph you know and the life that he leads and all that sort of stuff so uh it's a really, I really, really enjoyed it when I went to see it. So uh, we got uh, some people over on uh, the new, well, I say the new Disney Brit Facebook page. Do you want to explain a little bit about the Disney Brit Facebook page now? Because you've been doing some work. Um, on the Facebook page, um, basically I just wanted to try and get a bit more interaction out of people because we hadn't, the website hadn't been linked up to the Facebook page for a while. No. So the interaction is between the listeners and the Facebook people and all that sort of stuff had sort of died off a bit. So I thought, right, okay, let's see what we can do to get the conversations going. And um, it is totally working, I think. Yeah. I we get some good so. interaction going on there. Yeah, and we, we wanted to try and make sure we interacted with you guys a little bit more. So we'll put questions up on there. And if we're going to be looking at something as part of the show, we might put it up on the website and say, you know, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? So, uh that's something we're going to be trying to do in the future, and this is one of the things that we did um, this past week. And the question that we put up on there was exactly that. Uh, I've lost it now, wherever it's gone. Uh, it was, are you going to see Wreck-It Ralph this weekend? Um, so, loads and loads and loads and loads of people replied. So, so anyone going to see Wreck-It, week, Wreck-It Ralph? this weekend and these are the replies we got from loads of people um we got barry says seen it and loved it benice said saw it about three weeks ago it was great jim greenhouse says saw it on the disney dream last november it was great in 3d i do agree it is good he's, he's just bragging he is kerry lucas saw it last night it was a good film phil collins saw it last october uh hayden was off to see it tomorrow afternoon um we then asked is it worth going to see it for the extra for 3d uh, watched it a few weeks ago someone says on here uh, I think that's Jonathan Lewis, Lewis. who says yep. that Dan Hutchins has said seen it great film yes to 3D Steve Dockery bless him said yes I went to see it again last night so I'd love to know Steve how many times have you actually seen Wreck-It Ralph since and, it first came out and and when did he see it originally did, well actually he went over to America so I'm assuming that he saw it in the States. Oh, I guess so. Um, Nicola Thomas saw it in 3D last month. Fab, fab, fab. Would see it in both 2D and 3D. My husband took my daughter yesterday. They both loved it. She said she would have gone, but she gave birth to her beautiful son on Tuesday. So congratulations to Stacey Brady. But they apparently have called their son Ralph. I don't yeah. know whether that's true. It, it is true. Um, she actually was Facebooking during the, the birthing. Right. And um, then when she announced that she was calling the son Ralph, I was actually going to say... Is that as in Wreck-It Ralph? But I thought, is that offensive? No, no, it, it turns out she actually is. And yep. if you um, if you want to see the uh, the Oscar-nominated short that comes before it, Paper Man, go to the Disney Brit website. There's a load of stuff over there as well. You can go and like our page, and it will automatically bring up all the news and all the bits and pieces that are going on within, uh, within Disney. Uh, that is Wreck-It Ralph, then. Uh, do you want to just explain a little bit about what you're currently doing with the website and stuff so people don't get a bit of a shock later in the week? Yeah, no problem. Um, having a bit of a redesign of the website to make it a bit more user-friendly, make everything a little bit clearer to find the new stories, and basically just set it out in a in an easier-to-read format. Um, we're also going to try and introduce a few more user-interactive things. For example, we may or we may not, we're still talking about this, we may sort of go along and start a Fix-It Felix Jr. leaderboard or something along the lines of that. 
you know, if you, can, if you get, a, get a high score, screenshot it, send it to us. We'll add you in the leaderboard and we'll see where, where we can go with that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and, and basically just try and pull everything that we're doing together in one place and make it work exceedingly well. Yes, that's basically what we're doing. Right, we've got loads of news and rumours to bring you in a second, but as we just said, we'll play you that Sugar Rush track. Uh, so this is the title Sugar Rush from the new movie Wreck-It Ralph that is out in UK cinemas right now. Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. 
Gorge, howdy, this is your old pal Goofy, and no one's here right now to take your call, so <laughs> call back later or leave a message, even better. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. I've had a sugar rush, and uh, that's not to be confused with the Channel 4 television <laughs> series that Alan's just managed to find. <laughs> uh, it's completely different. I, I used to watch that. You used to watch it? Is that yeah. why you knew about it? Because you used to watch it? Yeah. Right, it was a few years ago. It has absolutely nothing to do with that programme whatsoever. I can't imagine Disney making anything to do with anything about that whatsoever. No. I've, I've, um, I've actually just all messed up all my news stories, so I'm going to try and find them all again. Um, because I was actually searching, trying to find out who the band was that sung that song. Oh, okay, and you can't find it. It's called. They're called AKB48. Oh, I could have told you that. And <laughs> what I've actually found out is that in 2011, yeah, they made record sales in Japan, in Japan alone, anyway. Yeah, making up to um, 200 million US dollars. Wow! And now they've done Sugar Rush. Look at that. Yeah. Who can be, can you believe it? It's it's catchy though, isn't it? Do you not think? It, it's it's along the lines of it's a small world, isn't it? It's simple. Catch it. You can tell it's Japanese. Yeah. All the way. See, that's really catchy. And Terrible. they also name the producer in there as well. Do they? Yeah. Who's the, who's the producer in there, then? Uh, that would be Yasushi Akimoto. That's the one. I thought that's who it was. That, that famous guy. Well, let's do some news and rumours before we run out of time and have done absolutely nothing. And I want to mention the uh, My Magic Plus stuff, which is once again making its way around Walt Disney World. And uh, when we last spoke about this, I think they were just beginning to trial it out and everything was starting to come out. And uh, in the past couple of weeks, they have included loads of new locations to use this system. And uh, it seems to be going extremely well. Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Typhoon Lagoon, the World Wide of Sports... Port Orleans, Caribbean, Coronado and the Pop Century Resorts are all now on the list. You can use them there as well as a huge number of places now. I'm just going to go through these very quickly. Epcot Magic Kingdom, Winter Summerland Mini Golf, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Art of Animation, Boardwalk Contemporary, Fort Wilderness, Grand Floridian Yacht Club Beach Club, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West and Wilderness Lodge are all being used there as well. To give you an update on how everything is working, uh, from what we understand, they're beginning to put in certainly Port Orleans um, some RFID room uh, room kind of scanners, so you can use it for that as well. Uh, on top of that, they're also uh, beginning to use a system where you have to uh, put a pin in if you want to use it to pay for anything. Uh, the room tickets and everything all seems to be working fine, and all we've heard so far is it's doing extremely well. There's been no real issues with it, and uh, long may that continue. I don't know whether you've heard much about it or you know anybody who's used it yet but I certainly don't know of anybody who's used it as, as of yet no not yet we're, we're not lucky enough yet no we're not lucky enough yet but if you have and you have used it please do let us know you can either tweet us at Disney Brit or you can email us radio at disneybrit.com and let us know we'd love to hear from you and actually if you've you know you've used it and you've got experience you want to uh, write something up that we can stick on the website for the people to see or even come on the show and tell us 
uh, do let us know. Say it's radio at disneybrock.com or you can uh, contact us over on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit, I believe. Right. I'd, I'd actually be interested to find out what people, you know, um, Barclay Card do a contactless yeah. payment thing. I don't actually know anyone that's actually used that. So what's people's know. experience of contactless payment options? That's true. It's, yeah, forward slash Disney Rip Podcast. That's the one we want to be going to. So please do go over there and uh, and let us know if you have. You can contact us via email, etc., all those sort of things. Um, right, that is everything with regards to that. It was just a bit of informational update. Uh, but uh, Limited Night Magic, there's some load of stuff going on for Valentine's. We've already mentioned a few bits and pieces. Uh, but Disney have released some more information, haven't they? Yes, um, they're going to be doing the True Love Week, which is going to be happening over February the 11th to the 17th. I wonder if it's going to be cheaper on every other day, apart from the 16th. <laughs> Most probably. <laughs> Because uh, Adam's going on the 17th. Um, at, so that's going to be at the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort Anaheim. Um, there's going to be a few different things that they're going to be doing. At Walt Disney World, they're going to be doing what they're calling the Blushing Castle. They're going to be putting some reds, pinks, and lavender colours onto Cinderella's Castle, which will look quite nice and ambient. Um, they've got several special fixed price meals, um, dinners for two in certain restaurants, which I'll go into in a minute. Uh, Valentine's-themed takeaways. Not really sure what they mean by this. Take Not takeaways, away. my my mind. Really, they're talking about <laughs> limited <laughs> edition pins, plushes, and um, vinylmations. I was thinking Chinese food in a tray. So takeaways is basically merchandise. Yeah, it's, it's the wrong word that they've chosen there in their, their yeah, press release. Yeah. Um, romantic setting. Guests will feel the romance at every turn as banners proclaim true love. Really? Is, is that going to really set the seed? Oh, yeah. If, if you force it on people, surely people will resist. Well, yeah. You think careful. So. Yeah, be careful. Um, royal gatherings. The rare opportunity to get photographs of Disney princesses as they escorted with their princes. I said that the wrong way around, but it worked. Right, okay. It's um, enchanted character greeting locations, so there's going to be more princes and princesses to find around the park. Also, at Town Square Theatre, you may find Mickey and Minnie, Aurora Philip, or Rapunzel and Flynn, Mary Poppins and Bert, although they weren't really an item, were they? Not officially, no. Um, well, Naveen and Tiana meet, uh, meet guests at the Enchanted Glade in Liberty Square. So that's, that's a few different items that's going on there. They're also going to be doing stuff over at Disneyland Resort right. um, over California Way. Um, it's special cupcakes. Uh, again, their romantic setting at the same Blushing Castle. Yeah. Floral heart. What's this? A giant floral heart makes a sweet setting for a Valentine's photo in Town Square. So they're putting out a, a new flower display, which sounds fantastic. I didn't mean to play that down. Um, <laughs> no, you did. Special dinners for two, price, um, fixed price meals, and again, Valentine's takeaways. And um, in search of true love, guests may also encounter the wandering wallflowers in search of true love. That is the most um, cryptic one ever. That does seem very cryptic, doesn't it? it is that like, oh, what should you call divine in Animal Kingdom? Is that like the. D- divine, yeah, it's using the Animal Kingdom, yeah. Mm, I don't know, sounds weird. Anyway, the fixed price meals. There's going to be one at the Hollywood Brown Derby. Or right. Derby. Yeah. 
$70 per person is the pro- the provisional price anyway that's the what they're talking about actually it's happening this week so it's, it's, it's not yeah. provisional anymore is it um, there's going to be a fixed price meal over at Shutters um, that's going to be $35 per person it's going to be one at The Wave which is going to be $70 per person Yachtsman Steakhouse is going to be $75 per person and at Artist Point I've got no idea how much that one is yeah, they haven't got, didn't have a price on it at the time um, is this Disney just making a lot of money out of Valentine's? $70 per person? Yeah. It sounds a lot. Plus t- tip and tax. Of course, um, yeah. So, yes, is the answer. <laughs> Clearly. And, you know, I, one of the things I liked about Valentine's is the fact that they kind of left it alone and people were able to do their own thing with Valentine's. And, you know, people would go and do the romantic thing and proposing in the castle and all that sort of stuff. But now Disney have kind of commercialised Valentine's a little bit. I do wonder whether or not it's going to kind of put people off a little bit. Oh, I don't know whether that is possibly something that might happen. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If, if, if you've got the money and you want to do that little bit extra, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I suppose these fixed price menus are only available in, in a certain handful of locations. Yes, that's and, true. Um, because I'm there for Valentine's Day and they've released a special pin, am I going to buy it? Probably not. No, so, but there's some people will. No, there's no Vinylmation on that list, though. That it, it mentioned that. it in the list, but it didn't say... It doesn't tell you what it is. No. I'm really surprised. I thought they might have actually sort of told us what the the Valentine's Vinylmation was. But uh, I'm just having a look now. I'm just going to have a quick search about what they've got. I can't see anything for it. So first look at... Aha! First look at 2013 Valentine's Vinylmation. And uh, it's it was... Released on the fourth of January, apparently, and it's it's actually vile, um, <laughs> just like Valentine's it's itself. Like Cupid thing, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like a Cupid. I don't, I really don't like the look of that at all. Um, that's a bit, it's a bit naff. Bless them. Uh, okay, they've tried, but I don't really like it. What somebody's actually written, which is one of the guys who, um, oh, it's Roger Palmer who listens to the show. Uh, he's the one that posted that up on there. I don't. Thank that you. reminds me of um, one of the triplets from Brave. It does a little bit, yeah, but in some sort of Cupid outfit. Yeah. But it isn't kind of Disney related really at all. It's just Valentine's related and there's no sort of link there. I don't like that. No, and it's got... Like it. Well, they the, the could have done it a bit more Cupid-y with um, the Fantasia style ones. Ah, that would have been a good idea. But they haven't. See, this They've is why we're here. Mass market sellout. Would have been a good idea. This is this is why we're here, you see, so we can inform you of all these wonderful, brilliant ideas. Um, so we, we could have done that. I'm going to put some Dixie. There you go, Dixie Landings music on. Here we go. Let's get some of that going. Um, right, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Adventureland and about the Pirates Adventure that's coming. It's called the Pirates Adventure: Treasure of the Seven Seas, coming to the Magic Kingdom. We don't have a huge amount of detail on this at the moment. But we thought, as uh, it was something that Disney had mentioned, we wanted to share it with you. Um, it says on the Disney Parks blog. We are happy to share here on the Disney Parks blog today that a new interactive quest called A Pirate's Adventure Treasure of the Seven Seas will debut in Adventureland at the Magic Kingdom Park this spring. 
And check out, it says, check out the great artist renderings, which you will find upon our website. Uh, it said, in a pirate's adventure, Treasure of the Seven Seas, guests will use a pirate map and magic talisman to help them complete a f- uh, five different pirate raids throughout Adventureland. The goal is to help locate different treasures of the Seven Seas and fight off pirate enemies like the Royal Navy and Captain Barbosa, among others. If guests help Captain Jack succeed in all their missions, they'll be welcomed as part of the crew. If not, they'll face the wrath of the cruel sea alone. Um... Looking at the um, sort of artist's uh, renderings on there, it looks like there might be some sort of uh, maybe infrared cannon sort of shooting stuff. There's looks like there's uh, some other sort of fairground. I'm not quite sure what, what to, to call that. Some sort of fairgroundish attraction sort of looking thing in the background, which obviously won't be a fairground attraction. But um, it does I look think like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, like the, was it a bit coconut shy? Yeah, it kind of looks a little bit like that. There's sharks in the water, apparently. Um, and it looks like it's going to be down from the entrance of Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, I'm trying to think what's currently there at the moment. Now, from my mind, you've got Jungle Cruise just behind it. You've got a large area of land there, which also is where the junior skipper boats were. Yeah. Um, so I wonder whether they're turning that entire area there into this, uh, this new interactive area with a lead-up to the Jungle Cruise. Um, but again... I look at the artist renderings it looks like we've got sort of the Agrabah Bazaar behind we've also got the Sunshine Tree Terrace just down from that which then has the Pirates of the Caribbean just down from that and across the water they're currently saying is the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse so I'm not entirely convinced this is geographically correct because mm. they're not all I've, quite in that place no I've, I've got a feeling that it's it's going to be along the lines of how they've sort of put Source for the Magic Source Kingdom the magic into places King, yeah. And it they're, just, that they're just sort of wedge bits and pieces in around the area. I think they were working on um, the Pirates of the Caribbean queue when I went. Right, okay. Um, so could a bit of it be in there, which would make sense. There's a possibility that could be happening, yeah. Um, but what I think is quite interesting is the fact that they talked about this about two or three years ago. Well, actually, it was, it was sort of leaked out a little bit when they first started to talk about the concepts of the RFID wristbands. yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm start, starting to go back through all the articles to try and find out, well, what else have they talked about that hasn't been announced yet? Mm-hmm. Um, be interesting to see what they're going to do with it and what they're going to add to it, certainly. Yeah. Uh, it would be good to see, uh, you know, if they, we get a little bit more information at some time soon, give us some indication of the sort of thing they're planning on doing this. But uh, it certainly looks cool. It certainly looks a really great addition to, uh, to Adventureland. And, uh, you know, we, there's a lot of these interactive... Disney seems to have really got into them, don't, haven't they, recently? If we think about the, the Phineas and Ferb stuff, we've got this, we've got Sources of the Magic Kingdom. They're all kind of interactive experiences that guests can experience without Disney's help, so to speak. So they're yeah. things that people can pick up on their own. And they seem to be growing. We've got oh, we've got the um, the new Animal Kingdom uh, Wilderness Explorer adventure coming up as well. Yeah. So there's loads of these little activities, which is what I kind of like, that people are going to be able to go. Because there's, there's some people who go to the parks, and they're not a massive fan of, of giant roller coasters or these attractions. But they've now got other things they're going to be able to enjoy, um, like um, like these different experiences and these different quests and all that sort of stuff, which will be absolutely brilliant. I, do, so. I, I'll, I'll openly admit, I'm not like a big thrill ride sort of person. I'm, I'm more into the theme and in the stories and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So... The idea of being able to go and do the Source of the Magic Kingdom thing, or the Wilderness Explorers over the Ed- Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of a bit obsessive that I would actually go and try and collect all 30 badges on the ex- Wilderness Explorers. I would try and complete all five, six challenges at this <laughs> Treasure of the Seven Seas. 
Sounds good. No wrong with that. While I'm holding the bags and coats with my wife's on the uh, ride. Yeah, well. <laughs> so you sit there while she's, uh, she's enjoying all the rides with the kids. Okay, that's fair enough, if that's what you want to do. Uh, right, let's move on then. Uh, we've got um, Disney Cruise Line Awards. What's been going on? Well, talking about the seven seas, ba-bum. It's almost, oh, it's almost like we planned it. Yeah. Travel Magazine, Condé... I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to I'm gonna say it with a bit, on, of, a bit a of a twist. French, go on. Condé Nasty. Something like that. Traveller awarded Disney Disney's family of ships more awards this week. So it must have awarded, awarded it previously. Uh, all four ships in the fleet were recognised among the top large cruise ships in the world um, by the 2013 Reader's Poll. The Disney Magic, due to return to Europe in 2013, you might know a little bit about that. Yeah, ranked I might num- know something about that. Ranked number one among readers um, with a score of 89.9 out of 100. It's very precise, this uh, that's, article. That's uh, the Disney Wonder and Disney Dream followed closely behind, respectively, with 89.6 and 89.5 out of 100 in the reader survey. Yep. The Disney Fantasy, which began sale in 2012, scored 84.8, bringing it to be eighth overall in the in the ship's league. Yeah, in the Pirates it's League. Not bad going, but in mind it's less than a year old. Yeah, which that is is. Is that just because there's been less people on it, do you think? Or is it because... Probably, yeah. It's less than a year old. But to go to be less than a year old, what was it, April, March, April last year, um, yeah. and for it to already reach eighth out of all the big ship categories, that's that's pretty good going. Yeah, I suppose it's true. It, it, but it, it would sort of worry me, the fact that the latest, sort of most up-to-date, technologically advanced cruise ship that they've got, the survey sort of brought it in less than the one that's their oldest ship. But I'm guessing it's because less people have been on it. It, it know, could be. I could vote on that that survey for the Disney Magic and the Disney Wonder because I've been on them, but I couldn't for the Disney Dream or the Disney Fantasy because I haven't. So I would guess that it, it kind of cancels out a lot of people if they haven't been on that particular ship because it's less than a year old. But, but then you could also argue that the Lusitania was number one. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> if, uh, if that was... <laughs> Yeah, cruise ship. Like, well, this, is just... re- this is readers, so it's not necessarily you know any sort of exact science with with proper journalists and that sort of stuff doing it and, and travel experts. It's, it's just from those particular readers. So. True. Um, all the readers that were asked to participate in the survey had to vote for each ship out of a possible 100 points, taken in categories such as activities, facilities, cru- uh, cabins, crew service, design layout, food dining, itinerary schedules, and shore excursions. Yeah. So. Yeah, they've, they've got an overall rating of the whole thing. That's pretty good going. Which, which again is a little bit, bit, you know, a shore excursion. You might not like going to, was it Nassau? Or... Yeah, Nassau. Nassau was all right. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't anywhere near as nice as I was expecting. It was a good experience. Uh, I um, I went sort of there on my honeymoon. Enjoy it? Nah, didn't oh, like it. Didn't like it at all. We did a Have split trip over Disney World and um, the Bahamas. Castaway Key, on the other hand, is absolutely stunning. Yeah, so that's their own island, so Disney have got the upper exactly. hand on people there. Exactly. 
One day. Right, uh, let's move on to... Uh, we're going back to Walt Disney World. I'm actually going to uh, the ESPN Wide World of Sports because over the next couple of weeks, there is the ESPN. There's a soccer tournament basically going on. It's known as the Pro Soccer Classic. And actually, while we're doing this, I'm currently watching a game as we speak. This is going to be going on uh, Saturday the 9th of Feb. So as you listen to this, that will be over. Wednesday, February the 13th. Saturday the 16th. And Saturday the 23rd of February. It's where there's six Major League Soccer teams, one team from the United Soccer League and one from the North American Soccer League, all coming together to take part in a pre-season tournament, basically. The teams taking part are DC United, Philadelphia Union, Sporting Kansas City, Columbus Crew, Toronto FC and Montreal, with Orlando City Soccer and Tampa Bay Roadies in the tournament as well. Orlando City from United Soccer League and Tampa Bay from the North American Soccer League as well. Uh, there's already a couple of games that have been happening today. Um, it was the Columbus Crew versus Toronto FC earlier on today as we were recording this on a Saturday. Uh, and currently playing is the Montreal Impact versus Sporting Kansas City. And at this moment in time, Sporting Kansas City are winning 1-0, 29 minutes in. So there you go. If you go over to DisneyBrit.com, you'll be able to find two things over there. One, all of the information. Also, there is a link to the YouTube channel, uh, which is actually producing all of the live shows. Uh, so you can actually watch the matches live on... Uh, it's coming on MLS.com, MLSsoccer.com, or you can actually watch them on our uh, channel. That's all except for the championship game and the semi-finals, which are going to be on at ESPN3.com. But all of the games... Um, are going to be on those channels and they vary depending on what um, what time it is as to what games you get different sessions so you get if you want to buy tickets you get two sessions per two games per session sorry so at the moment uh, session one's just about to finish with this game and then you get Orlando City versus Philadelphia and DC versus Tampa as part of those games are at 1, 3, 6 and 8pm uh, if you want to go and enjoy one of those, you can do. Tickets are available via Ticketmaster, uh, and you can get hold of those uh, right now and, uh, and go and enjoy one of those games if you want to. Sadly, at this moment in time, I do not have exact prices because uh, they're being pains in the backside over at Ticketmaster. It won't let me in. But uh, that's going on at the moment, uh, and you can enjoy it. Certainly, there's Brits who enjoy our football. We'll be able to get to see some US soccer for absolutely nothing. So do go and enjoy that over on our website. Right, let's jump on a plane, fly over to Disneyland Paris. We've got two pieces of Disneyland Paris news for us. Uh, first, starting off in Disney Village. Yeah, that's right. Over at um, the Disney Village, the Walt Disney World store has opened, and we've talked about that previously. Um, but what, is, what a lot of people notice is actually the stuff that they've got in the new Wilder Disney store mm. is the same in other parts of the Disney Village. So you've got duplicates duplicates in the in the smaller shops. So it appears that the Disneyland Paris uh, management team have decided that maybe we don't need these lots of shops selling all the same stuff. So they've sort of had a word with um, Lego and it looks like the Lego Imagination Center is coming to the Disney Village. Um, there's not been a lot of information released about it although there has been some um, job positions advertised um, for a managerial position. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't... St- hang on, it does say that it's going to be the flagship concept store. Apparently so flagship so. for France. Yeah, apparently so. Well, it's it's going to be one of the first ones I think that they've had in France. I don't think they've had any since that, uh, recently. So that's um, looking really cool. But having visited Disney Village recently, um, one of the things I found as we were walking through is it does, it duplicates a huge amount between... Um, the World of Disney Store and the Disney Village stores. The biggest no- change I've noticed recently is um, that the 
the the adult clothes store, the Disney fashion store, does seem to have a lot of merchandise in there that we don't get in World of Disney. So there's a chance that that may remain. And I know mm. they've certainly done a lot of work on it recently to sort of give it that sort of almost D Street feel. Yeah. Um, so that will hopefully remain after everything else has gone. As for the, obviously the Hollywood pictures becoming Lego, uh, the big Disney store will need to disappear because that clearly is just duplicating everything we get in World of Disney. Although I'm not convinced the floor space in the World of Disney store is anywhere near on the size of the new Disney store at all. Uh, it just seems that there's a lot less shelf space. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, the World of Disney in, in Downtown Disney, in uh, in Walt Disney World, but not still not quite the amount of, of, of merchandise space as they have uh, everywhere else. But, um, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens there. But I think Disney Village needs an update. Yeah, I, th- I think oh, for it, um, Downtown Disney Orlando, it you do have more, I don't know, shop, shops that are more themed yeah. with their own items. Definitely. Like sports stuff, jewellery stuff, um, cook stuff, etc. And when I was at Disneyland Paris, I did notice that it was just a lot of the same stuff spread across the shops. But what they had been doing is they, you know, when it comes to restaurants and things like that, they've been very good with that sort of stuff. You know, with the opening a couple of years ago of uh, of the Earl of Sandwich, you've got Starbucks in there as well. You've got Planet Hollywood, Rainforest Cafe. Uh, I would argue we've got a, a wider variety of restaurants in Disney Village in Disneyland Paris than we have in Walt Disney World's Downtown Disney, but um, they never sort of extended that to to shopping opportunities. It was just kind of always restaurants, and that was really about it. Yeah, which is a shame. But uh, it's good to see that they're beginning to do something about that. It'd be nice to see them really revamp that area. I think that area really needs um, some work doing to it because it is looking quite old now. Because it's it was obviously the 90s when it was originally built. They've, they've changed it a lot since its original opening anyway. Uh, but you find there's a lot of sort of temporary backdrops and things like that that start to appear. But uh, I think that's probably the next on the list for a bit of a re- rehab and redo over there. Totally totally in, in need of it. And I don't know if you remember one of the, the big updates that they did was they removed all the skylights out of the place. That's right. It was like a net of, sky, net of skies. They were brilliant. And, and, a net of lights, which to me sort of gave it a bit more atmosphere. Yeah, it looked absolutely fantastic, and then it suddenly completely they took it down, which is a real shame. But there you go. Uh, but talking about updates over at Disneyland Paris, Disney Dreams arrived for the uh, the resort's twentieth anniversary, and we have been uh, reliably informed that from April two thousand and thirteen, there's going to be an update to Disney Dreams, and it's going to include two new scenes. Brave and uh, Merida from Brave is going to appear as part of it, as will the Lion King. We don't know how they're going to be added to the lineup yet. There's no news as to whether any of it will disappear and be replaced by this, whether it will be extended. We really just do not have a clue. Fingers crossed. They'll let us know sooner rather than later. But it is from April 2013 this is going to be coming. The Disney Magic on Parade will continue into the new so-called themed year and the 20th anniversary train will also continue we do not believe that either Tarzan Encounter or Fantalusion are expected to make a return in 2013 which is a shame because I think Fantalusion is going to be really really missed by a lot of people yeah I liked it as a parade it was quite good I think it's brilliant it's one of my favourite nighttime parades Betra uh, Magic I quite like but I, I do prefer Fantalusion um, but one thing they are thinking about introducing is a new product entitled Disney Light Ears. And apparently these already exist in California uh, in conjunction with World of Colour. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to be able to buy these light ears and switch them on. 
And as you're watching uh, Disney Dreams, there's some infrared technology sensors that will make your light, your ears light up and change depending on what is going on as part of the show. Which I think Sounds good. Cool. I quite like that sort of idea. But as to how that's going to work and what's going to happen with it, I don't know. But um, that is uh, what's currently happening over at Disneyland Paris. And that is pretty much all of the news and rumors that we've got for you this week. We're going to take a quick break. We've got the Red Box conversation coming up for you. And then we're going to return and we're going to talk about these unwritten rules of visiting a Disney theme park. So we shall be back in a few seconds. Every day, a new beginning. Every night, a brilliant end. Discover the wonders of Epcot. This is Orlando Sky Radio. Hi everyone, this is Craig Duncan. Please come and join me for my soul show every Sunday at 9 o'clock UK, 4pm Eastern. You'll only find me on Orlando Sky Radio. Come by and say hi. Hello, is this the red telephone box in Epcot? Say again? Is this the red telephone box in Epcot? Yes, it is. Hello, well, this is the Disney Brit Radio Show, live on Orlando Sky Radio, and we're calling from the UK. Oh, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. We like to just sort of ring people who are in the UK Pavilion in Epcot, say hello, see how they're doing, see how their vacation's going, and then let you get on with your day. So, sorry, who am I speaking to? Speaking to Mark, I'm from Florida. You're from Florida, so you're a local guy. Does that mean you have an annual pass? Uh, no, I'm not from Orlando, so no annual pass. No annual but I'm pass. I'm from North Florida. Okay, North Florida. Who are you there with? Uh, I'm here with um, my parents, my wife, and uh, my brother and uh, his wife. Is this a special occasion or just because? Or Just because I was able to make it to town. Excellent, that's great. So you've been in Epcot. Is it, is it warm today? Uh, yeah, it's about 70 degrees Fahrenheit since we're in the U.S. and you're in the U.K. You're in the U.K. We do it it a really weird way. And what have you done so far today? Have you, you know, is this World Showcase coming towards an end or just started? Uh, It's just started, yeah. We're about to go to lunch. Oh, wow. Where are you going? We're going to a pub right next to here, actually. Rose and Crown. Yep, you got it. Get yourself a good pint of beer while you're in there as well. All right, I will. And I hope you have a good day. Don't forget to stay for Illuminations. It's amazing, if you've not seen it before. And I'll, okay. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your day. You go and have a good pub lunch. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Bye. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney.
sorry, I had to play it again. Well, I was going to, I think, that rings a bell, actually. <laughs> I had to play it again, I'm sorry. I was like, I want to play this one again, this is really catchy. I'm going to be dancing in my car to this, and if I've got the window down, people are going to be like, okay, why is that man listening to that weird music? Um, well, I want to talk about unwritten rules of a Disney trip. And I was thinking about this recently while I was in Disneyland Paris, and it was kind of those things that kind of are common sense within a Disney visit, but not everybody knows them, and we know them, and as Disney fans, we get a little bit annoyed with people. Um, so I've kind of got a list of a few of them here, of which... Like I say, they don't always necessarily follow the rules. But they're things that we know we can get away with because we can, because we're Disney fans. So, for example, okay. one of the ones that we used to be able to say is, you know, just because your fast pass time has run out doesn't mean you can't use your fast pass. Uh, and that was kind of an unwritten rule that cast members would accept them and you would be able to go to the attraction anytime after that, even if your time had run out. We know that obviously isn't the case anymore because they've changed the rules, but it was kind of an unwritten rule. It was never anything that Disney would officially write down in any of their leaflets and things like that but we knew that it would happen and we knew cast members could do it okay so, I'm getting where you're so from. that's basically what I was coming up with so my I, I'm gonna kind of I've got one to start off with and we'll see like if you've got one and we'll do it that way and see how many we can get through before the end of, of the show which funny enough isn't very long at all so I'm gonna start off my first one and it's this um, if you're going for breakfast at either the Polynesian or the Contemporary it's absolutely fine for you to park your car in their car park and leave it there for the day and without paying parking for the theme park. It's not officially recognised. Disney will never tell you about it and never say, yeah, that's absolutely fine. But I've found certainly I can leave my park. Even if I'm going for dinner in the evening to California Grill or something like that, I'll go to Kona Cafe for breakfast. I park my car in the car park and gone into the park. So that day, not paid the $14, whatever it is for parking gone and enjoyed myself and then come back collected the car and left the next, uh, later on the day have you ever done that i've done that and when we drove into the car park i actually told the security guard what we were planning on doing he said no problem at all just come on in <laughs> see so it's kind of an unwritten rule it's it's one of those things that nobody would ever officially put in a guidebook or anything but it's one of those unwritten rules of disney that, that definitely happened have you got any um well i, I don't know the the, the the, the unwritten rule of never to stand on anyone's heels. You know, when, when you're getting pushed out of yeah, the uh, yeah. out of the attraction, you're, yeah. you've, you've got like about an inch in front of you between yeah. you and the next person, and everyone sort of forms the sort of theme park shuffle. Where they're just sort of <laughs> shuffling out of the attraction. They're not walking because everyone's too close together. Um, so shuffle, I, I just I like always it. try to slow it down a bit, but I, I think that was just common courtesy, really, isn't it? But it's, it's, again, it's one of those things that the people we know about when everybody does. There's another one which I experienced while we were in Disneyland Paris. And uh, this is kind of, again, another unwritten rule. Never, ever, never gate crash someone else's table at a character dining meal. And um, this is one of, something that I experienced while we were out in Disneyland Paris. There was this one family who basically kept getting up. And every time a character was going to another table, would go up to them, get an autograph and stand in front of them for a photo and this sort of stuff. And there was one girl who stood, sat at her table, and I'm not joking, every time a character appeared. And this girl was probably, I know, she was quite old, would just go, if Mickey was coming, she'd just keep going, Mickey! 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 Was she Geordie? Over and over again. That's all, no, she wasn't Geordie. That's all she did. And then, and then Minnie came out, that's all it was and then Pluto was the same and she was desperate to try and crash somebody else's table and get the characters to her without you know waiting for them to come around to their table and it's one of those things that as much as you might be impatient and foreign um, it kind of ruins other people's experiences a little bit 
Um, yeah. But there are still sadly people who still do it. Yeah. It happens a little bit more often in in Paris than it does over in Florida. Yeah, I think it does, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's certainly something, uh, and certainly when, when you're in Paris, you know, we experienced something really nice when we were there. And I think I may have mentioned this before, but we uh, went to see Pinocchio. And uh, there was loads of kids around Pinocchio trying to get autographs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And uh, there was loads of people pushing their kids forward, you know, like they do. And we just stood there and I said to Harry, just stand there, just wait. We'll get our turn in a second. It's absolutely fine. And we waited. And then all of a sudden, um, Pluto, uh, Pinocchio stopped, stepped forward to Harry, took his hand and pulled him forward. Because he'd noticed that Harry was clearly waiting his turn to go through. And rather than going for the next kid who was pushing through, he just came forward, took Harry, sorted it out, and off he went. And I was kind of yeah. like, good on you, that actually you're doing this, and that it's not people gate-crashing characters and all that sort of stuff. So that was one of the things yeah. I thought of. I find it happens at the school gates when I'm trying to talk to the teacher when I drop the kids off. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to stop trying to get the teacher's autograph. You know what the teacher said about that? <laughs> it's not a good thing for you. You've yeah. got to stop. It's normally for a holiday release form. Yeah. Have you got any any others that you can think of? Um, of I, I would I would say my my number one rule would be sort of don't act your age. Yes, definite big unwritten rule: do not act your age. Um, if, if you realise that you're a thirty year old bloke going around cuddling characters, you you would stop doing it. Yeah. But when you're there, you just sort of get absorbed by the magic, and you you're in a totally different place. You're not you're not in this world. You're yeah. in Disney World. Yeah, that's very true. I think, you know, if you go and act your age and, and, and realise what you're doing, you'll feel like a bit of an idiot. But um, I think, you know, you, you go there and everyone does the same thing. I, admittedly, you know, as I we did see, there were two grown girls who were pushing their way to the front, pushing the kids out of the way so they could get to characters. Yeah. That, to me, is probably a little bit far. But, you know, I could say that, you know... I That you do it all the time. I don't do it, no, but some people do. Uh, so that's sad. Or even when you're sort of standing watching a parade and the music's going past. Standing there, you'd start, well, I personally, you start bobbing around and maybe dancing a little bit. Whereas if you were not in Disney World and a car drove past the music playing loud, you're not going to start dancing, are you? No. No, definitely not. It's a magical place. It is a magical place. Uh, there was a couple of other things. Uh, this is one of the things. It's, this is like unwritten rule. Um, it's not okay to stand in the fast pass queue if your fast pass isn't due yet. No. It's okay and to stand there and go, oh, I'm not due for another 10 minutes. We'll just wait here. And then all the people behind us, they're going, my fast pass is due, but I can't get through. Um, so please don't do this. Okay. This is an unwritten rule. Do not get in the way of people who've got fast pass because yours isn't due yet and you try and get in. Please don't do that because it gets quite annoying. Uh, so that, that was one I wrote down. Um, I just remembered an- another one, yeah. which I, d- I don't know what the official line on this is. Yeah. Um, but if you were stopping at a Disney hotel, I've I've heard that people take home the towel art. Right. Now, in, in my mind, that's just stealing someone's towels. But apparently, I've heard that housekeeping or mousekeeping, I've said that it's for you to, for you to take. Yeah, right, okay. Also, it is okay to te- keep taking shampoo and shower gel. Oh, they yeah, that, that's, that's a given. That's fine. They'll replace it every day if you take it. That's absolutely fine. Because uh, yeah, we've got so many bottles of shampoo and stuff, because we're just like, yeah, throw them in the bag, it's fine. So it's okay to do that. Uh, what was the other? Oh, that was one of the unwritten rules. Um, just because it's a single rider queue doesn't mean it's it's the quickest. No, I've discovered that. 
that actually by being in single, single rider queue, sometimes I've ended up waiting longer than I have in the usual queue. Because there are some attractions where it's not an odd number of seats and it's much, much easier for them to fill and you end up finding that you stood there for ages. So uh, that's kind of an unwritten rule. Just because it's single rider doesn't mean it's faster. Not always. I suppose on the same line, the same sort of thing could apply with fast pass as well. Yes, just because you've got a fast pass doesn't mean it's quicker. That's very, very true. That's very true indeed. Sometimes the queue for, like, Soren, you've got a ridiculous queue on the fast pass, but admittedly it will be 40 minutes instead of an hour 20 in the standing line. That's very true. If you've got your own unwritten rules uh, for Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, even the cruise line, anything like that, do please get in contact with us and let us know because uh, we, we want to hear sort of what you're doing as well and what your ideas are. But that's pretty much it. We have run out of time for today. We've got no time left whatsoever. Thank you once again for joining us. Uh, we've got all of our news and rumours out. We've got Wreck-It Ralph in. We've got our red box and we looked at our unwritten rules of Disney parks. Thank you once again for joining me, Alan. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, tomorrow? Um, if, if it needs to be. And um, I hope you're looking forward to February the 17th. February the 17th. Yes, it's... Oh, no, that's, that's too many days after. What you oh, it's, this day <laughs> after, it's the day after my brother's birthday. Oh, you're looking okay. for that, forward to that day? I'm looking forward to that day immensely, yes. <laughs> uh, um, so <laughs> I'm going to be well late on Valentine's Day. I'm going to be are. in so much trouble. You're going to be in so much trouble. Uh, but if you want to contact us before the next show, you can contact us by uh, emailing radio at disneybrit.com. You can also contact us via our Disney Brits um, uh, fan page and you can also contact us via Twitter at Disney Brits don't forget to check out the website DisneyBrit.com where you find out all the latest news and rumours to do with the parks movies merchandise you name it it's going to be over there and we are updating that regularly and uh, don't get a shock midweek when you suddenly see that it's changed colour and looks a little bit different it's exactly the same website it's just a different colour so uh, do make sure you go and check that out regularly uh, because we're going to be updating that as much as possible and we're hoping to get some people on there who are going to be blogging as well so it won't just be news it might be some information to do with people's likes dislikes opinions all those sort of things and hopefully in the next week I'm going to be putting up a uh, blog post to do with when's the best time to visit Disneyland Paris you know are there good times are there bad times when's the best seasons all those sort of things so I'll be putting something like that up there as well but that's uh, pretty much it so uh, thank you for joining us and we will see you in two weeks time so until then we'll see you